Today we are joined by a man of wisdom and experience. He has been in the corporate and startup sector for more than two decades. He graduated from Bitspilami and is currently active in the clean tech space. An active advisor and mentor to Aspire Labs Accelerator, serving as a guide to budding entrepreneurs in the Indian ecosystem. He has already leaded various organizations and proved to be extremely valuable to them. Let me introduce you all to Arjun Sinharoy. I personally met Arjun through Clubhouse and since then he has been very kind and helpful to me. Welcome to the second episode of Krish Talks. Today we have a man of wisdom and experience. Someone with over two decades of experience in startups and entrepreneurship culture. Founder come director of Erasmus Technologies. We are, we are glad to have you Arjun today on Krish Talks. Thank you so much uh, Krish to, you know, for inviting me to your podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you Arjun. So Arjun, uh, tell me about your entrepreneurship come startup journey and how did you become a clean tech entrepreneur? founding Erasus Technologies and working in various, various telco industries. So my career started almost uh, more than two decades back in 1999. I graduated out of college. I'm a graduate of Bates Pilani. Um, so a lot of people of my generation got into the IT industry. And so did I. I joined TCS as a, a freshly minted engineer. And uh, after a year and a half or two years, uh, you know, what was happening was in those days, there was the first dot-com entrepreneurial wave which was going on. So a lot of dot-coms had started in early 2000s, between 2000 and 2001. And I also got bitten by that bug of doing something on my own. So I left a very comfortable job in a, in a large IT company and then um, started working with a startup in those days. And the startup was a core technology startup. Um, I, it was not an entrepreneurial decision, but I just wanted to do something different, something more exciting, something new. So that was uh, the early days of the internet, and uh, and and of course that startup uh, didn't last too long for me, and uh, went into different things, and and I moved on, and uh, and the next company that I joined was a very small uh, company which is in the telecom domain, and you know they were launching something very innovative at that time, the whole concept of SMS-based applications, which um, I found very intriguing. Uh, today it's very common because you know you've all heard of OTP messages and things like that. But that was 2002, and you know, when this company approached me and 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 wanted to set this up in India, I kind of got very excited and said yes. And that was how I, you know, I had two small stints. Um, this was for about three years also. I, I kind of set up their you know business and sales in India. And um, after this small two, you know, companies, I decided to be an entrepreneur. I set up a media tech company in 2005, and then that didn't go too where too too far either. You know, you know, we ran out of money, and then uh, I came back to the corporate sector. I thought it was enough of taking risks, and uh, for close to 10 years, I worked in the telecom industry in, in a couple of large corporates. I was with Bharti Telesoft, which is now called Comdiva, and as a product manager, and then I was with OnMobile, which is a listed company in the mobile value-added space. Um, but in all the work that I've done, I was also in a way looking at entrepreneurial challenges, you know, um, whenever I had an option of doing something different and new within a large organization, I would take up that challenge. 
So sometimes it's not necessary that you have to be an entrepreneur or entrepreneur, like set up something, set up a company, put your own capital or raise money. You know, you can you can try out different things um, within a large corporate environment as well. Um, for example, in uh, in my second, you know, the last second company that I was mentioning, I I set up a lot of new businesses, and and that was very exciting because you know you were going into uncharted territory. Your personal ambitions and challenges were being taken care of within a relative comfort of a of a large organization. So so that was very exciting. And uh, and then at some point, you know, I joined another digital company, and I got kind of bitten by the entrepreneurial bug again. You know, so way back, at some time in 2018, I decided to get back into entrepreneurship, and that's when I, along with my colleagues, set up this company, and and that's been the case. Yeah. So like, so your journey kind of been like very exciting. Like you changed from one startup to other, and like switch back to corporate structure. So. So, could you tell me, like, what did you prefer? Like, you have like two decades of experience in the, in the corporate world and even the startup world. So, which is more exciting for you, the startup world or the uh, corporate world? Like, the, as you told, that corporate world is like pura safety and all, but startup world is quite exciting and challenging. So, what what do you prefer and why do you prefer? So, there is no such concept called safety. First and foremost, I let me correct. There's no concept like safety. In any corporate environment, because at the end of the day, you are looking for um, the organization, and you have to have value, add value at every stage. If you're not adding value, obviously, you know, no job in this in the world today is secure per se. You can't sustain yourself without delivering value. So that is one that is one aspect of it I wanted to clarify. However, what happens is in a large organization, there is capital available, there is a process, systems, resources, people. So a lot of the things are much more easier. Of course, working in a large company environment means that you also have to have very established stakeholders. So a decision cannot be taken just because you believe it is right. You have to go through a few layers of, um, you know, managerial approvals and and convincing various stakeholders. So that is the pros and cons of working in a large corporate environment. In a startup, of course, the decision is yours and yours alone, and uh, nobody else can question you. At least in the initial days, when you don't have investors or you don't have a larger board. So you are on your own. So whatever you do, success, failure is yours. So it is there is a pros and cons. Now it is up to you to figure out what is right for you. Every person is different, and every person looks at entrepreneurship and corporates, you know, in their, you know, in whatever way they are comfortable with. So I don't think there is any right or wrong. Um, for me, both have worked very well. You know, I I did a lot of good work when I was in the corporate environment. I'm very proud of the work that I've done. A lot of that has gone on to create, uh, you know. Huge value for the organization, so I'm very proud of it. And and a lot of my those you know customers and and other colleagues have ended up becoming you know custom clients today. They have ended up you know helping me in various ways. So I think my corporate experience was very very important. Um, it also gave me a sense of you know process systems, how to work in a how to build an organization. So all that I think was important. But I believe that I'm more you know, attuned towards. Uh, Working in startups, I like building things, so I'm very happy in my today's environment also, where I'm building an organization from scratch. So, as I said, you know there is there is pros and cons in everything, and so is it in in the question that you asked. One must choose what is best for them. Exactly, like depends on your personality and your type of like how much you are capable of doing things. So, like, so absolutely, I personally believe that having an entrepreneurial 
entrepreneurial mindset is necessary for someone in living in a 21st century because because you know it makes you strive be- uh, to be a better version of yourself so um like how did your entrepreneurial mindset mindset help you grow and evolve to the person you are now how did it evolve help you becoming a better person i don't know to be honest with you i mean uh, being an entrepreneur means taking risks you know always being a little cautious about what you're doing um, with the capital that you have making every decision after thinking through sometimes you know going with what you believe is right to call the gut feel because you don't have any other way to judge what is right and wrong of course uh, so that is there um personality wise i think it has made me extremely um you know i'm much, i'm extremely empathetic towards people around me you know let me give you an example you know uh, if a sales guy calls me and wants time for a meeting you know i am not somebody who will be dismissive if i get a call from somebody who's a telecaller trying to sell something on the phone you know um and if i happen to take the call i'll never be rude to that person because i'll politely say that i really don't need the service simply because you know at every stage in your life when you're an entrepreneur you are calling and knocking on doors um out of the 10 people you knock on you know eight will be rejecting you two will be uh, treating you well and one will give you an order so you go through that cycle every day of 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 you know dejection uh, um unhappiness uh, and then suddenly thrill of being uh, you know closing a deal so you know those highs and lows are a day, uh, are are something which is a part of your daily life and then obviously when you feel that every day you become empathetic towards people around you who are also trying their level best to earn a living so i think that has made me a better person that's oh, that's wow. the first thing that i i i wow. understand yeah it's very inspiring one like you really respect the like the journey they are going through because you haven't have you yeah i mean that's so i believe that everybody is an entrepreneur in some ways the, the street food vendor who's selling you know food uh, from a small cart is an entrepreneur you know he he puts his own capital he 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 takes his raw material he makes food he sells it at the end of the day whatever money he makes out of it is his profit so in the truest sense of the word you know he's an entrepreneur so you know if somebody if i deserve respect um from people from colleagues around me from my peers because i'm trying to build a multi million dollar business so does that entrepreneur who is you know selling food out of a street cart so i think that is the first thing that i i would say that you know respect people around because everybody out there on the street is selling and and he is an entrepreneur exactly some so like you already got a lot of experience so please share something like your biggest learning of your like the entrepreneurial journey you have been had and like everything the biggest learning of your life and like why do you consider it as your biggest learning like what impact it had on you the biggest learning is when to when to give up i think as an entrepreneur you know you so you're always uh, in love with what you're doing you are always believing that uh, you know you must try a little more to make it succeed so i the first startup that i did uh, i ran it for a more little more than a year and a half and um, and we were losing money and my business partner felt that we should continue for a while i felt that the business plan was not working according to the way we had thought and uh, and at some point i just pulled the plug at least i decided to move on and i think it is sometimes very important to take that those kind of tough decisions because uh, you know your energy your capital your focus is something which is finite um 
if you realize it's not working, it's sometimes better to move on and try something better and different rather than sticking on to what is not working. I think that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And uh, and this is something that I must tell every entrepreneur or budding budding entrepreneur that uh, it is great to have passion, but remember that passion has to be validated at each step in, in the real world. And if your passion and the business plan is not getting validated as per your expectations, sometimes it's important to cut corners and uh, cut the losses and move on in life. So, yeah, as Bill Gates said that yeah, I mean, that's a different context. That is a different context. But yeah, I mean, what I also believe, yeah, what you're saying is right, because you need to focus on one thing. And one of the things that I believe is don't fall in love with what you're doing uh, beyond a certain point. I mean, sometimes we are, it's, it's good to be a businessman who has to take tough, cold decisions of when to pull the plug. But I must also tell people that make sure that you uh, are fair to all stakeholders. Um, you know, make sure that you make you give enough time to your employees, move on to other jobs, pay all your suppliers, make sure that you don't end up hurting someone because of this decision. So, so I think it is very important to have those ethical, uh, you know, values very correct because at the end of the day, you have to go back to the market and start something again. And if you burn your bridges and compromise on those values, you know, people will not trust you and trust is one of the biggest things um, that you will learn in, as a startup entrepreneur that you can earn all the money in the world, um, you know, but if you don't have trust from people around you, you know, that's possibly not going to help you any longer. Yeah. Nobody is going to trust their money with someone like who is a liar or someone who is a de- deceit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So being an adolescent and someone who has been chasing the entrepreneurial dream and like there is quite a hype in the market, like regarding the whole startup culture thing. So there are quite a lot of people who are just like, yeah, we are entrepreneurs because we do, we are not doing something. We just want to put uh, the entrepreneurial tag, the entrepreneurship tag in our Instagram bio to just to look cool. And there are some people who are genuinely working hard. So what, what is your like advice for the adolescents of the 21st century who are genuinely working hard? to bring about a change in the society, not a big one, but a small one, because everyone starts slow. So what is your advice for the adolescent living in a 21st century, pursuing entrepreneurial dream? So things uh, one step at a time, you know, when you're an ado- adolescent, you know, you what you have in abundance is, uh, is courage and the lack of fear. Let's put it this way. Okay. Um, so use that. Um, because you're not aware of what the future holds also gives you a huge amount of optimism to do things and, and still have time if you fail to pick yourself up and do something different again. The time will not be there when you grow older. You know? When you're in your 40s and 50s, you will not have time on your side because family responsibilities will come up, other responsibilities come up and things like that. So, so when you're an adolescent, there's no harm in chasing your dream. But then make sure that, as I said, whatever is your dream, uh, make sure it's planned and calculated. Uh, passion is great, but that passion has to be validated in the real world. Seek advice from uh, people you know, who are senior to you, people who have been there, done that. Take, take inputs from everyone. Then do what, I, what you believe is right. And obviously follow uh, a very regimented, calculated method of doing work. My sense is that, um, you know, at what, at, and take it one step at a time. You have to have intermediate poles. You know, entrepreneurship or building a business is not a 100 meters race and it's over. Sometimes it's over. Sometimes you run out of cash. Sometimes. 
sometimes you not necessarily sometimes you um, you realize that you started a marathon and then somebody in, in between comes and says hey why do you want to run the marathon hop on to my car and i'll take you i mean he wants to buy your buy your company out and give you a very good offer so you know these things will come so what i'm saying is take one step at a time you know uh, first and foremost you know if you're starting have a business plan know what you want to do are you building a product are you building a service be clear about what you're doing ask yourself is this a is this product solving a problem what is the problem you're solving who's your target audience once the once these two things are clear the product market fit is established go and test it in the world start by selling to people asking them to use the product give the feedback and and figure out if people are willing to pay you money for it there's no point if people have huge adoption but you don't know what, how to make money out of it at some point you have to make money once you have crossed that hurdle then how do you reach from 1 to 100 100 to 1000 1000 to million customers profitably at every step you have to have a profitability matrix or what we call the unit economics always positive you know it, it's not the same thing as making you know as being a bit of positive because you know they are two separate things but fundamentally the business in its simplest unit needs to earn more money than it sells than it spends if you've got that right and it takes time to establish that then i think you've kind of crossed the biggest hurdle uh, and once you do that i think there will be a lot of people then by that time who will come and support you whether it's um investors its potential partners employees and suppliers everyone will then start having faith in you but that first steps of establishing the product building the unit economics getting the unit economics to a tangible um level you know that is the toughest part and that is where you will one one must spend that time uh, as far as the glamour behind the uh, startup entrepreneurship is concerned yes the glamour is well deserved because the winners are poster boys of society and why shouldn't they be they've created value from nothing um you know so they have gone on you know the big success stories whether it's in india or, the, or globally have gone on to create wealth for themselves wealth for their employees they have gone on to create thousands and thousands and millions of jobs um those jobs are feeding people those jobs are running families so i think that it's it's absolutely well deserved and i think we should celebrate those successes um and 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 if people are attracted because of the glamour so be it you know the film and entertainment industry uh, like attracts a lot of people because it's glamorous so should entrepreneurship and uh, but you have to also understand that there is a there is a potential of failure there is there is a lot of loneliness in the early stages there's a lot of chances of things not working out so that is that is the pitfall so be aware of what you're doing um they say 95% or 97% startups fail it is a reality they will fail but that 3% which succeeds succeeds and it succeeds like anything so if you're a part of that 3% great um and if it fails once there's no harm in trying again as long as uh, you have the courage and the conviction to build something again from scratch yeah and even we have the time like 20s is like all about taking risk and moving ahead in life that's okay i mean taking risks and all is fine it's just that uh, Uh, you know there's risk in everything there's risk in doing nothing and there's a risk in doing exactly something new the question yeah something exciting the question is um take the risk have your in a very calculated calibrated manner don't do it i mean there's no point jumping off the plane without a parachute so it's a simple thing uh that's also risky the risk if you have the parachute is is far less so my only thing is that when you get into entrepreneurship 
get the basics right, um, have a team, have a partner, work with a team, um, you know, build a business plan, seek advice, go to an incubator, um, seek out, uh, you know, people who've been there, done that, take their impulse, build something, validate it, and then raise capital or do whatever you think is right to kind of scale the business. Yeah. Totally agree with you. So as you said, the first step is the hardest step. Even Peter Thiel said that moving from zero to one is the hardest rest. Everything will come by. Absolutely. So who is the favorite entrepreneur in the Indian startup ecosystem? My favorite entrepreneur in the Indian startup ecosystem. In terms of impact that, uh, you know, I think the, the founding members of the Infosys team are my heroes because you know for our generation you know those five six people showed that it is possible to Narayan Murthy Nandani Lekini and everybody else you know that it is possible for people from a middle class background to come do something good be ethical in what they're doing and yet be fabulously rich you know and had it not been for them and then TCS and HCL and all these other IT companies of that generation you know uh, we would never have really had the startup ecosystem. Those are the people who actually first put money in the hands of common people by hiring graduates from um, technical colleges, you know, giving them jobs, sending them overseas, helping them earn that first money. Then many of those people who earned money from stock options, you know, became second generation entrepreneurs, which drove the startup ecosystem initially. Many of these people who landed up in the US started the IT boom by, you know, offshoring work to India that created new companies. I think whatever you see today is like version three, version four, version 1.0 was actually what in the early eighties and, you know, eighties and nineties, you know, what TCS and Infosys and those people created. So in terms of impact, I don't think there's anybody else, but the early pioneers of the Indian ecosystem, Indian IT ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like even Narayan Murthy, sir, has like a joint venture with Amazon Cloud Tail Retail and it's transforming the e-commerce scale of India. Yeah, of course, they've moved on to bigger things. They've all moved on to bigger things in life. So exactly. So they tapped into the out outsourcing thing and like uh, they are hiring millions and millions of IT professionals in India and training them. Like Absolutely. So um, there is like a lot of confusion between this thing. Like my generation entrepreneurs, like my generation adolescents often consider like dropping out of college because uh, they, they, they visualize themselves as Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates or someone other who dropped out of college to pursue the entrepreneurial dream. So like, what is your outlook on uh, dropping out of uh, like having a degree or having a skill set? What is your outlook on that? I believe that having a degree is important. Uh, I'm a very practical person. The American education system has evolved over, over close to 100 years to where it is today. We are not there yet. Uh, you know, secondly, uh, if you were to look at the way uh, the global ecosystem works, you know, degrees matter, labels matter. So I always, so it's a very personal thing. I do not want to discourage anyone who wants to think otherwise, but I personally believe that uh, whatever you started as an education, uh, finish it, you know. Um, don't drop out just because you know you want to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, unless you figure out a way to change the world and and you really believe that you, know, you can't wait two more years to finish the education. Secondly, what I would suggest is in today's ecosystem, it is not necessary. Also, uh, the government today has is I think made it mandatory for all universities to have an entrepreneurship cell. 
So universities today are being encouraged to build entrepreneurs within their campuses. So if you have a great idea, why do you want to drop out? Just go to your entrepreneurship cell, be a part of it, get the advantage of being a part of the ecosystem. Um, spend four hours, five hours in, in your college, doing your classes, and, and spend the rest of the time, you know, with the in entrepreneurship cell. Uh, and, and building your product and business. So in two years, three years, whenever you're ready, see, it takes two, three years to build the business. You know, it, it, it takes two, two, three years to build the product, build the service, get it validated, go to the market. It takes that kind of time. So you are actually still in college while you're finishing all of this. And by the time you're finishing college, your product and service is completely ready. It is validated. You're, no, you're, you're And many of the, um, uh, you know, universities today have tie-ups with incubators, with investors, with, accelerator so they will handhold you through the whole process you know so uh, i think you know being a part of that university ecosystem today and for today's generation i think the best thing is to be inside the university and and figure out how you want to start your company rather than going dropping out and trying to be the next mark zuckerberg it is there are far more resources available through the education system today and the government is actively encouraging through various programs uh, the incubation programs the accelerator programs Universities are being encouraged to produce entrepreneurs. They are being actually graded on that. So why would you want to you know, just drop out? You know, take advantage of it. Exactly right. So, so where do you rank degree and skill? Both are important. Let me be very honest with you. Uh, a degree gives you a foundation to start. A good degree gives you a a better head start. But in the long run, it evens out with the skill that you build. But goes without saying if you are coming from a premier university, you will definitely get a slightly, you will get a slight head start. But then in 20 years, 30 years, you know, it, it all depends out, you know, you, you, what you do, what your skills you learn, mm-hmm. how you network, how you build um, your relationships with stakeholders, that's, that kind of takes precedence. Uh, but the degree also comes, comes with its own, you know, advantages. If you're a, if you're from some, Premier Institute, for example, you have a very solid alumni network, which you will always be a part of, um, which will always guide you. Um, so I think that is those ha- are its advantages. So it's not even in the US, for example, if you're if you're from Harvard or one of the Ivy Leagues, so many doors will open up. Exactly. So networking opportunities will open up. So as you said, like networking is like key to some uh, key to the like growing your network is your network. Right. Because I met you through Clubhouse and like you have been very helpful to me doing my SWOT analysis and like opening my eyes. So, so right. what is like, I, I have seen your LinkedIn profile, you have around 5,600 followers and like more than 500 plus connections. So how did you network? Right. Like what are the basics of networking and like why it is important for us adolescents to focus on networking? Always reach out to people. My only advice is just reach out. Don't ask help. If you don't ask, you won't get. So when I was younger, I used to look up to my seniors from college who are doing well in the industry, um, pick up the phone. In those days, there was no social media. Just pick the phone, find their numbers from someone, call them on their mobile or on the landline and say, you know, I'm a graduate of Bitspilani. I've just come out two years back and this is what I do. I want to meet you. Sometimes it will be you know, very interesting. The secretary would say that, you know, he's busy, but I'll I'll leave a message with him and I'll definitely, and I used to more than often than not, I used to get a call back saying that, okay, this is nice and what do you do and fine and I'll get an appointment. 
most of the times there's appointments had no agenda i just went to meet and seek advice on my career on what i'm doing and 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 as their help in connecting with people you know who could be of help to me in my career so this would be one way of doing it and then um, and that that extended to all walks of life you know your office colleagues you go to a conference you meet 10 people 100 20 people follow up with them meet them up meet them for coffee meet them for lunch see every per- person comes with some value you have to understand that every person in this in every human being on this earth has some value you know um and and it is up to us to get that value out of him you know that you whether you are the ceo of a multi billion dollar corporation or you are the lowest lowest person working in the office you know everybody has values everybody has a has connections everybody knows somebody else um the more people you connect with and the more people you are nice to the more you will get help from others so so this is the simplest thing you know just be nice to people just be friendly with people shake as many hands as possible more hands you shake the more cards you exchange uh, the bigger your network and keep in touch with people i've always learned this you know sometimes that it's not important to make contacts just for business just pick up the phone talk to people be nice to them meet up for a for a coffee meet up for a cup of tea um and follow that up once in a while who knows in 10 years suddenly you will require that person's help and he will remember that person he or she will remember hey arjun has been you know somebody i've known for 10 years so i want to help that's the way you build a network uh, got it like it's very important to have connections you don't know who right you don't know aapke kaun kaam aate so yeah i had a great talk with you arjun like like so some of the things we talked about uh, his entrepreneurship journey at erasmus and his decades of experience at startup culture and corporate world um he he even talked about the bureaucracy in the corporate world and the way the things are arranged so and the fin- finally we ended up with some advice to the adolescents all here uh, like being um, listening to my podcast and at the we ended the podcast with networking and what are what are its benefits because you don't know who will end up who will end up with whom and what he or she will be doing in the next 10 years so maybe he she or will be will be a great help to you so thank you arjun i had a great talk with you like very inspiring one you have been like guiding me through all this thing it's a pleasure always great to connect with uh, always new people young people and and i really admire the kind of courage you guys have in building something okay great talking to you thank you